Welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. The one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. Well, good morning, everybody, and thank you, Paul, for the introduction. It is the end of trade show season. It's been going on for several weeks now. It was so good to run into so many of you. And I just want to thank the people who come up to me and say, Hey, Dave, I've been listening to your podcast, or I've read your book, and I really appreciate it. Um, I really appreciate you letting me know that because the whole goal of this program is to help educate modern marketers about what's happening out there in the world, best practices and technology. And so when you let me know that you are listening to the program, it is just Awesome. So thank you for doing that. And you know what? You turned into what is going to be a phenomenal program today. I am so glad to welcome Sangram Vajre. If you don't know Sangram, he is the co-founder and CMO of Terminus, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But Sangram, thank you for joining me on the program. Dave, excited to be here, man. It was fun uh, catching up last week. You know, I'm going to be honest, when we saw each other last week and we talked a little bit about the program this week, I had an outline in my mind of what we would go through and where we would start. But we're going to change all that because you have some amazing news that just hit the wire. You just closed, what, $10 million for Terminus in your, in your Series B. Tell me about that. Yeah, uh, we just raised uh, Series B for 10.3. And uh, what's exciting is really that we have a lot of interest coming in for uh, all kinds of places. And so some of the investors include like HubSpot uh, and High Alpha, where Scott Darcy is, who is the CEO. Of, he was the CEO of Exact Target when they went to the acquisition of Salesforce. Tim Cobb was the CMO over there, and, and he has part of, you know, his investment company. So there's like, you know, five or six different major investment companies outside of the one who are leading, um, you know, the Edison Partners at Atlanta Ventures. So it's really, really awesome. And I feel like this is an investment in the ABM movement, and, and that's what gets me fired up uh, thinking about it. So really excited and, and can't, can't really start the week off any way better. Yeah, well, congratulations on a, on a great uh, start to the week. Let's back up, though, because there's, there's a lot of history. Now let's rewind and talk about how we got here. So as you and I both know, ABM has been around forever. And it's interesting when you see people give presentations and they talk about, you know, having to pump up ABM and the concept and, and validate it. And I think there's just a reason because there's so many buzzwords and so many new topics in marketing that people want to make sure, hey, this is real, pay attention, and, and people are doing this. I told you the story when I was at LE May. You know, I got there in 2003, and I met with the founder and CEO Sig Anderman, and I was recruiting, you know, going through the interviewing process, uh, being recruited, and he said, you know, Dave, one of the greatest things about being our head of marketing at this company is that every mortgage brokerage company that we are going to target is out there in a database, and all you need to do, he made it very simple, he said, all you need to do is go after these folks and target the ones that should be customers of ours and don't stop until we are the market share leader. And so that's what an ABM discussion is kind of like with a CEO and founder of, you know, LMA has now done phenomenal uh, in terms of their growth, and they are the market share leader. And when you and I were talking, you just nodded your head and go, yep, that's really what it's about. But this has been around forever. What's different is the tools and technology about it. So tell me, how did the whole thing for you materialize into wanting to create a company 
and also create a movement, a word you used, because you are not just, uh, you know, co-founding and running from a marketing perspective, Terminus, but you've got Flip My Funnel and a book, and you, you go way beyond just the thought leadership and, and leadership of your company. How did it all happen? You clearly articulated, I mean, that is ABM, and I kind of feel like, well, that is marketing, right? I mean, that's how B2B marketing should be and should always be, like, to me, it's like yellow pages right now, you know, to find out which companies you want to go after. It's no longer a secret uh, unless you are you don't know who, who you're going after. Then it's a secret. But otherwise, it's not really a secret as to, like, which are the type of best accounts and companies you want to go after. So thanks to technology and all the advancement, the problem for me really started when I was running marketing at Cardot, where we had, like, several, you know, deals that we were closing, and marketing was, like, you know, help the deals close, and I'll have a set of four interns whose job was to really look at all the closed one deals and identify their path to closed one, which might start two years ago with several people, part of them just in making process, and, you know, kind of tying all this information back together to show that, hey, look, it's not just that one white paper or one contact or one sales call that did it. It's all these pieces. And I feel like it really kind of, for me, that's where the journey began. And then when I when I looked at, you know, what can be done, that Terminus was founded like six months prior to me joining. And when I looked at it, it was more like an agency um, for advertisement, uh, you know, targeting very specific emails. And from a marketer's perspective, I looked at it and said, well, if you can have these four or five pieces in it, it is account-based marketing. And, and I remember my co-founders at that time looking at me like, what is ABM? What is account-based targeting? And I'm like, oh, well... You know, we just need to co-found and restructure the company and, and restart over. That's really how it all started. Um, and the and the movement for Flip My Funnel, which is really what has driven the growth of not only Terminus, but I would say a ton of other companies out there, and we're super blessed and happy that it, it did that, is the idea of, like, flipping funnels, right? We all have been looking at the funnel wrong. I, I, believe, I believe that very strongly, which is, Top down, you know, thousands of leads at the top and very few coming at the bottom. And when I look at that, I feel like, why would we do that? Why would we go after everybody? And if you take a moment, like, it makes no sense for B2B. And and we flipped the funnel. It wasn't a flight coming back from San Francisco. It's a long story, over a half hour. But in short, it was about, why not start with the best with accounts and companies? Like, in your case, you knew who they were. Why would you do anything else but talk to them? So it makes sense. So identify being the first state expansion, which is where I feel like most companies went wrong, by focusing only on contacts and leads and not the entire decision-making body, right? So there are like 5, 7, 10, 15 people part of the decision-making process. Like, what about that? So expansion is second. And then engaging people on their terms. People are still sending tons of emails after emails after emails and then another email to get in touch with people as opposed to engaging people where they are on the time they want to be engaged and the way they want to be engaged. And that's really what has changed, David. There's technology now that can engage people on their terms if they're on Facebook or LinkedIn or web or videos. Like the whole digital body, their whole landscape is so much more online and we're still expecting to kind of engage between nine to five business hours. So that's the problem. So identify, expand engagement in the last stage between advocates which is advocacy, and and the funny thing about that is if you focus on the right accounts like you talked about, then you will turn them into your advocates, even if they're not your customers, because they like you, they like what you're saying, you're focused, you care about them, 
And and to me, it is a philosophical change of getting back to the roots of what B2B marketing is supposed to be, marketing and sales is supposed to be, uh, which is the flip my funnel model. And then to your point, this technology now, which is where Terminus comes about, is like we can engage people on their terms, so let's go do that. When you talk about it being so targeted, you know, it's like we're taking the CIA approach and we are, you know, laser targeting everywhere that we want to engage with customers. I want to make sure that people don't get confused, right, because we're not saying stop doing what you and I are doing right now, right? We are not controlling who listens to this podcast. When you wrote your book about ABM, you were not saying, I'm only going to have people read this book who are prospects and targets of ours. And your conference isn't just geared to prospects uh, for Terminus by any means. In fact, you I've seen you speak on stage. I don't even think people know what company you work for. You are so committed <laughs> to educating the world about these concepts. Uh, it's all, Your salespeople at the back of the room must go, what, could, could you mention our company, by the way? I mean, you are so passionate about the topic. And so, yes, we have to do a lot of content to educate and aware. Well, we do, guys like you and I do, because we love to educate marketers and we love to educate people about these concepts. And we do that because we know that if you, who, who said it, Winston Churchill, if you live a life by what you give, uh, you know, as opposed to what you get, yep. you have to do uh, a lot of thought leadership marketing, a lot of content that's going to get consumed by people who will never be your customers. But the point is, and we are doing this work with a lot of our clients, we're working with CenturyLink right now on all their ABM initiatives and many of our clients, and we, DemandGen, have been using ABM technology for over a year now. Uh, we use a platform, one of the ABM platforms, we use Engageo, and it's completely linked into our marketing automation system, and we went through the entire uh, best practice journey of aligning sales and marketing together and coming out with with targetless so we practice what we preach we're helping our clients be more effective in their targeting and customer adoption and then you just mentioned which is the all too forgotten part of the funnel is the lower funnel uh, you know back at Ellie May getting the software as I say closed one doesn't equal closed done and when we got a customer that was only the start of the journey we had to make sure they used the product and transacted with the product because the majority of the company's revenue actually comes from use of the product and not the initial uh, purchase so how much of what you experience every time you come off stage or you're talking with folks are people still confused what are they confused about you know, I'm glad you kind of asked that question and hopefully you know, by HubSpot investing in Terminus which is exact opposite, if you will, like inbound and ABM for a lot of people, you know, there's a reason why companies like HubSpot is investing in Terminus, and, and you're absolutely right. It's not one or the other. It is one using the other, one and the other, um, and that's, that's a very important kind of notion. So, for example, if you're writing a blog article that is so generic that it's probably not going to get anybody, and, you know, you, we all know that there are like 80, 90% of the blog articles people write like it's hardly getting shared and it's hardly getting viewed and any of that but people are just in this motion of like let's just get three blog posts a week let's just get one newsletter every week or every month let's just do two ebooks every month or one webinar every week like whatever that theory or rhythm is that you feel like you're accomplishing it's all activity it's not result driven and I think what ABM really does is like puts some sort of blinders which is something I feel is very much needed in both B2B marketing and sales processes. Like, folks, let's get together and think about here are our best accounts. Let's now create content 
that will help these people, right? Really be focused. This is where the content person doesn't live in Hawaii and write blog articles. They actually sit with the SDR and the BDR or the AE team and sits and interviews them and talks about it and then creates an article. It's not when, let's say, a marketing team comes up with a really awesome, clear messaging in their view. It's actually where sales and marketing says, you know what, this is how we need to create combat cards so we can go against our competitors or market and all that stuff. It is about that alignment that everybody talks about, wants, wants and, and desires and all that stuff. But you cannot do ABM without that alignment, period. And I think what has happened was this pendulum shifted so far off where marketing just wanted to kind of do it all, be all hero, do everything they possibly can with all the right intentions. But without the sales support and commitment, it's just not going to get anywhere. And that's where all these issues really popped in. So I feel like it is now to the point where sales and marketing has to work. And I think it's the union of inbound and ABM that's actually beautiful. ABM is definitely another great catalyst for fusing sales and marketing uh, together. Hey, let's take a quick break uh, here from the people who make this show possible, and we'll talk about ABM right after this. Have you ever wondered if there's a great book on modern marketing? Well, there is, and it's called Manufacturing Demand. It's written by modern marketing guru David Lewis. It's the number one book on lead generation, and guess what? It's yours for free today as a demand gen radio listener. In the book, David teaches you how to create your demand factory, how to align sales and marketing, how to set up your demand funnel, and he provides you blueprints of the best practices for lead scoring, lead nurturing, and marketing analytics. Plus, the book Manufacturing Demand gives you plenty of actionable tips and recommendations as well as real-world case studies for how leading companies like yours are achieving tremendous results applying these principles. As a Demand Gen Radio listener, you can download a free copy today, manufacturingdemand.com forward slash VIP. Don't wait. Grab your copy today. Just go to manufacturingdemand.com forward slash VIP. Or you can pick up a hard copy, amazon.com or other fine booksellers, by searching for the book, Manufacturing Demand. And now back to David and his guest. Sangram, you and I were both at the Marketing Technology Conference a couple weeks ago. And by the way, Scott Brinker, excellent job. When I was there, there was a time I was at the booth, and I was speaking with a colleague of mine who's currently CMO of a company in San Francisco. And he and I were talking about the gap that's getting wider between the skill set around the art of marketing and around the technology side of marketing. So the first question I have for you is, is there a core competency that is needed across all of marketing or possibly a expertise that is possibly getting impacted by the amount of focus on marketing technology? Like you're absolutely right. Scott did a phenomenal job at Martech. And I think Mayor Gupta, who is the, I think, uh, the innovation officer, I, I don't remember his title, but uh, what Spotify, who said it is not art or science, it is art and science. And I believe that. I think it's a really, really good way to kind of put it in context. You know, I cannot imagine a day where marketers won't have to do the basic job of storytelling. And I feel like if anything is getting lost, is that. 
like how many brands you can go literally all that 5,000 plus martech companies and if you just go through one company after another company after another company all of them kind of start to look pretty similar all of them kind of start pretty much start saying the same thing even the names of the companies kind of are kind of the same stuff yeah. right and and you know start showing all that stuff and then you're like wait a minute like what do they do and like where is the passion where is the problem that they're solving it is so pointed and and like precise uh, because it is i think so robotic in that that process that we are we are forgetting what what marketers real job is and i feel like marketers real job is to storytell to figure out what problems you're solving and get emotionally attached with it and kind of share that passionately and that part is not something that can be automated it has to go through the process um i do believe that there is a incredible need for testing and experimenting and all that stuff and bring in agile marketing in the process so you're doing a number of things to kind of figure out what works what doesn't but it's not never going to change where marketers don't have to get in a room and brainstorm what is the campaign idea what would drive people to kind of take action it's not just a green or yellow button yeah you can some test that but is it that the content that we're creating is of high value and i see that there is more debate on the color of the landing page or the button and less on the content and that frankly pisses me off right so i think that's where i feel like marketers need to really pay that and focus on so what i'm hearing from you is that storytelling is that core competency that you want to see across the discipline of marketing also hear your concern about us spending too much time debating the look and feel of something and what that might be sacrificing in terms of the quality of our content All right, Sangram, you mentioned the word pivot before, so let's take a pivot and talk about your book, ABM for Dummies, which you created at a time when there really wasn't that much content being written and published about ABM. So tell me the genesis behind creating the book. Yeah, the book was another way to kind of make sure that there's some credibility lended to the idea and the process of flipping funnels and ABM. So when I started 2 years ago, it might be hard to believe now, there wasn't much written about the topic of ABM. Everywhere I would go and ask, uh, people would be like, "Yeah, it sounds good, but there wasn't much on it. Like Google was kind of pretty much with two or three articles out there and that's it." So, reached out to Wiley and they were like, "Yeah, there's nothing written about it. Yeah, feel free to write about it." And the conferences that we were doing, we we're doing flip marketing conferences almost like every other month all over the country. So it just made sense to kind of give people something tangible and they didn't want to just create an ebook we wanted to create a book that people won't throw away and there is thought leadership in it from not not just me and and I, I don't consider myself as a thought leader the lots of incredibly smart people in the book that we have interviewed to kind of put their thoughts on each stages of the flip funnel or like what ABM really is and the idea behind it and all that stuff and strategy so it was a great way to kind of just build credibility in the marketplace account based marketing for dummies uh <laughs> you definitely can't be a dummy if you're going to be doing yeah. as i said just about the technical stuff i love the story when we were talking about our books you know i wrote my book the way i kicked it off is i took every piece of content i had ever written on the subject of demand generation and built this huge folder and then i locked myself in a hotel room for days and went through that and worked on the outline and uh, sections of the various chapters and stuff you uh you told me you know you'd work on it uh, and every morning get up early and review that with the editor and at the end of the day take a look at and you did that i think you said for 2 or 3 months maybe it was longer than that how long was it about 4 months about 4 months all right so if you haven't picked up 
account-based marketing for dummies. Now you know where and who you can get it from, but if you just go online, easy to find. Sangram, tell me about Flip My Funnel. How's the conference going, and is it what you hoped it would become? Yeah, I mean, it has been more than that. Uh, I mean, we did the one conference, the first conference, as you said, like given my team thing, you got two months and let's go put a conference together. And we had like one person in marketing team. So really, it was, it was one person like that's what you're going to do for next two months. And, you know, we did post in Atlanta and we had like 350 people show up and great speakers like Jill Raleigh and Megan Eisenberg and others coming in and talking about it. And as you have attended a conference, we never talk about Terminus. I don't talk about Terminus. We've done like nine conferences or so, so far. It's not about Terminus. It's Terminus does some of it, some of the flip funnel and some of the ABM, but not all of it. What was important to me and the team and, and we feel we had the right thought process, you know, let's create and make sure that there's alignment on the problem out there, which is less than one person of the least tornado customer, a famous dad from Beth Forrester and focus on that and let's make sure that people are not talking and coming together about how do we solve this one problem that's out there in the marketplace and there are 10 different ways to go about it and terminus is one way um, but may not be the only way and that's why you know every single conference engageo and demand base and um, marketo and salesforce and we have like 60 sponsors at the last conference we did in uh, in san francisco and it's becoming a major industry conference talking about the problem and i feel like uh, the bet obviously has paid off for us, but also more importantly for the industry. And now you see when we had the Marketo conference, they were actually putting the flip funnel as a way to do ABM, which is a great testament that now the flip funnel, the flip hashtag flip my funnel has really become synonymous to doing ABM from right. a philosophy perspective. And, and we love that. That's, that's our goal. Clever. And you, you started with the end in mind. You said, hey, listen, I want to create a lot of thought leadership content, educate people on account-based marketing. I'm going to do it through a book. I'm going to do it through a conference. I'm going to do it through all my online content. And so kudos to you. And the momentum is just phenomenal in the space. It is unfortunate that so many people, so many technology companies have just dropped ABM in their marketing message. And I think people are completely overwhelmed and inundated with all these what appears to be uh, account-based marketing tools. And they need companies like my company, DemandGen, to help sort it out and, and use all the technology. But it's it's got confusing. We saw the whole thing with Predictive, you know, just a couple of years before yep. that. And there will be, uh, no doubt, something next year that people will um, wrap around. Maybe it's AI, it seems to be, um, which is actually something I'm very passionate about. I think it's going to help us as marketers do a much better job in our targeting and and data i got one more question for you before we before we wrap up when you and i first met actually the very first time we met i was at your conference and uh you were speaking and you just done the kickoff and then you came and sat next to me because i was sitting in the front row and i leaned over to you and i said hey i'm dave lewis we should get to know each other and um the rest is kind of the rest is kind of history I want you to make a prediction, and it's 2018, okay? We're, we're looking just one year ahead into the future. What is happening in the digital marketing or MarTech landscape that maybe people are not expecting, you know, and what's, what's going on there? And I, tough question, I know, but let's make a prediction, and then let's get back together on the program a year from now and see if we were close? On the spot, I would say, like I feel like people are looking at channels as a way to kind of measure success. Like, hey, 
how much did I, what is my ROI on paper click, for example, or what is my ROI on a webinar and, and things like that. And I feel like I'm starting to see a shift and hopefully this year or next year will be major in that direction that the ROI wouldn't be me- measured anymore on channels. They would be measured on uh, the campaigns and programs that people are running. And that means that the executive team, the CEO and the board and all that stuff won't be looking at a spreadsheet of like all the different marketing channels. They'll be looking at all the incredible marketing programs. And when I think about a program or a campaign, it includes everything like, you know, from ads to emails to whatnot. And people are no longer going to get worried about how many blogs we write or content we create. It would be about which programs are successful, which programs are driving revenue, which campaigns actually do move the needle. And it might be too early for 2018 for that day to come, but I feel like that's the future and that's the way people should think about Excellent. We're we're on that path. I mean, I picture, uh, I loved the movie War Games as a kid, and I, I loved uh, NORAD's uh, Center. If we could have anything like that on a smaller scale to see how marketing is uh impacting revenue, the programs and what's working and such. That would be an amazing day for marketing. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on the program and sharing your insights. Congratulations on the Series B round of funding. I'll let you go celebrate with your team. I'm sure that is going to be a very exciting week uh, for you guys. And uh, Sangram, I look forward to seeing you uh, out there at the next conference or when you and I get together for another cup of coffee. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this edition of Demand Gen Radio. Go make marketing matter most in the world. You've been listening to Demand Gen Radio, bringing you the top industry experts, thought leaders, authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world to teach you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing.